Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 61 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host Juliana and today we're joined by a special guest, Polina Chungulivan. <laughs> Hi Polina, how are you? Hi Juliana, I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Well, no, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Can you like um, give us a, an introduction? Who is Polina in in three words, who is Polina? In three words. Oh, wow. No pressure. Um, okay. I would do it in two. I would say serial overachiever. <laughs> that is, if I had to sum myself up and everything I do would be serial overachiever. <laughs> I feel like that counts as three, you know? Okay, can, like, yeah. A serial overachiever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That works. Okay. That works. Yeah, that works. You know what, when we get to the name, it would all make sense as well. <laughs> but like I actually, daytime, I work for Xbox. I'm a global media specialist. So I manage some of their media strategy whenever they partner with other brands. Um, I do also run a women's inclusion network in tech in the UK. So that's something I'm really passionate about. And I do have a business of my own and a podcast for people like me, more or less. It's a community for goal getters big dreamers and overachievers so this is more or less what keeps me busy but i'm sure there's other projects that um i tap into every now and then i'm I'm gonna ask you the question which i ask all my guests which is um what quest what name sorry i was gonna say what question but what name are you bringing to the podcast today and why? Although both of my names are pretty unique for UK standards, probably, I'm going to bring to the table my surname, which is Chung Gullivan. Um, and it's actually a unique one because even in Bulgaria, where I am from and where I come from, that no one else outside of my family in the country has that name. And I have done so many like searches online, on social media, on Google, in ancestry networks and whatever, um, to try to find if there's other people in the world that have that exact same name. And I never really found anyone outside of my family. So even in Bulgaria, when I say uh, it's weird here when I say that I'm Chunguleva, but it's even, even in Bulgaria, I get that same reaction where people are like, how do you spell it? And that is my native country. <laughs> um, so I am bringing my surname to the table. Um, what is the correct way to pronounce um, your last name? So it is Changuleva. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what does it mean? So <laughs> there's different stories about what it means, but I think the official line that most of my family agrees on <laughs> is that it actually means an immigrant, someone who lives far away from their family. And I find it quite fitting because obviously I'm an immigrant in the UK myself. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, okay, could that have been destined? But then not no, no many of my family like live abroad so I'm like okay maybe it's just me I only found out that it actually means immigrant quite late in my life maybe like late teenagehood um so I didn't know for the majority of my life but I think 
looking back at that, you know, when they say like, you can always connect the dots backwards, but not forwards. <laughs> it's one of those situations mm-hmm. where when I think about it now, I do think other than the physical and obviously literate sense of I am an immigrant in the UK, I don't have family here. I didn't when I moved to the UK on my own. I hadn't even visited the country when I moved here. It was literally my, my me coming here to study was my first time visiting the UK. <laughs> so it was a big risk, <laughs> uh, which is crazy when I think about it now. But at the time I was excited and everyone around me was, are you not horrified to go somewhere and like move there permanently and you hadn't even visited the place but I was in this world of excitement and just exploration wanting to see something new and do something new um and looking back at it now I'm like I have found myself in many situations where not only was I literally the only immigrant but I have had like numerous jobs where I was the only woman or I was like the only foreigner not to say, <laughs> um, I am really passionate about stories of immigrants. Like if I had to think about, if I had to be UN ambassador one day, I would want to be representative about the like immigrants because I think there's so much vulnerability and in immigrant stories and they really tell, um, humans basic needs to feel safe and to feel protected and to feel loved and respected that like the basic basic needs of wanting something better for yourself wanting to um provide for your family wanting to survive whether it's financially whether it's from a war zone um health wise like i do feel like there's so much power in immigrant stories and i do think me being an immigrant and also carrying that name, maybe. I have always known I am different and that I will stand out with a name like this. <laughs> you stand out everywhere you say your name. It's like majority of my life has been like standing out or being that other person in the room. Um, so I do think it has reflected in my life experiences and how I have carried myself. But at the same time, if anything, he has reaffirmed that sense of there's only one of me and only I could do things the way I do them. And I think it's helped me to focus on my own journey and be very assertive in pursuing my own purpose and my own path and not comparing it to others because I was an immigrant and I was a different one. I accepted, I think, fairly early on in life that even as an overachiever, I'm always going to be different from the masses or most people. I think looking back at it now, it has shaped a lot of my personality and who I am today. I wanted to talk about your first name because I know you, I know you mentioned both of your names have stories, but your first name, that is that a typical Bulgarian name? Not super typical. I wouldn't say it's overly popular one. But you would meet people with that name. I wouldn't say it's one of the most popular ones. Polina probably comes across in like different Eastern European cultures. You would see people with that name. Um, But again, quite interestingly, so the way naming of children pretty much used to be, and I think to an extent probably still is in Bulgaria, culturally, Usually people name their children after the godparents on one side or the other side. So let's say 
my granddad was George. I was likely to be called George, if I was a boy, a George or Georgina or something that's a derivative of my granddad's name or my grandma's name. And it's usually between the parents. So like the grandparents. So you usually pick, depending on how many children you have, you might pick one grandparent's name on one side and then one grandparent's name on the other side. So you usually just, yeah, I don't know why we just respect tradition. And I don't know if it's respect for the elderly, but that is pretty much. And now I realize how weird that is because they don't have that in the UK, but they 100% still do in Bulgaria as a naming convention. And you still have occasionally, of course, as it's been modernized, people who just name their children, nothing to do with the rest of the family. But when I was growing up, when I was born in the 90s, it was very much like a very traditional society and they were only coming out of communism. So I was literally the first year, I was born in the first year of democracy, like months after Bulgaria became a democratic country. So um, I was actually supposed to be named after my grandma on my dad's side because her name was like quite old fashioned. My parents decided to come up with a newer version of it. Uh, and my mom had this desire of naming us names that no one had at the time. Polina now is a common, is like an average name. It's not ex- extraordinary in any way, but at the time wasn't really a thing. Um, so my grandma is called Paraskeva. So I was supposed to be called that. But if there's anyone Bulgarian here listening, it, Paraskeva is a super, super old Bulgarian <laughs> name. And it does, no one ever is named that anymore. My parents picked up a whole new name and only later realized that it comes from like ancient Greek. And it actually means abundance to like to have a lot, to be a lot. And that I found out very, very early on in my life, probably earlier than I found out about the meaning of my surname. And I think 100%, <laughs> like even just my summary in three words, which is a serial overachiever, tells you of the abundance in my life. I have always done a lot. I have always been a lot, been involved in a lot. And I think this is literally, if you had to sum up my life in one word, it would be a lot. Literally. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better name that they could have. I think by accident they picked this and they ended up being the perfect name for me <laughs> and my life story. <laughs> How early do you actually remember the moment that you discovered that your name, your first name, meant abundance? Maybe at school. I think it was at school because when you start, start like in Bulgaria, obviously like history or like even just language, they very often, I th- I'm fairly certain they would do that in the UK. So where they, when they say like poly or uh, polyanapolis, etc. And they always like say, oh, poly comes from like the ancient Greek, which means a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was at school when I first found out that poly means that. And then I was like, oh, what does that mean for my name? Because my sh- the short version of my Polina or what my family and friends in Bulgaria would call me was Polly. So they would just remove the last two letters and that would be my name. So I was like, oh, that's exactly as my name written. And I think then I did some online research, maybe like later on when we did have internet um, and found out that it means that. And I, I, did, I do remember asking my mom and she was like, oh yeah, did you not know? I'm like, no, it's just not something that you, like, it's funny because you don't really, in Bulgarian culture, we don't really talk much about names and meanings. As I said, even my surname, I only found out what it means 
maybe when I was 16, 17. So if I found out Polina meant a law and abundance when I was, let's say, eight, nine, ten, I found 10 years later, find out what my name, my, my surname means. I'm like, we don't really talk much about people's meaning or names. And I don't know why that is, but it's just not a thing. And I remember even like in the process, in preparation for this interview, asking my family about like their names and like, where do they come from? And everyone had like very rough answers. No one really knows. Mm. <laughs> I was like, wow, we really need to do more research into how we ended up with these names. People stop their research at that. It was like, oh, I was just named after my grandparents. And they don't really look at it any further. But I do think it's kind of, I'm always very big on you need to know where you come from and history and how that interacts with cultures and so on. So I think there's there's power in knowing what your name means because I now, like knowing that I'm abandoned, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm abandoned. Like, I mean, it don't make sense. It makes total sense that I am this person, <laughs> the person that I am. But if I didn't know that, maybe I wouldn't feel that way about it. But now I actually like proudly own it and proudly own even my surname and the fact that there's only one Polina Changuleva in the entire world that I am aware of and that I have been able to find <laughs> anywhere on the internet or in registers. And I'm like, yeah, there's truly just one of me. And that is a special thing. This podcast has kind of grown from being like a frustration sort of event in place to a platform mm -hmm. where, where we can learn about, <laughs> where we can learn about um, yeah just different stories cultures and languages so I wanted to know if you can teach us some Bulgarian oh sure yeah I would love to I mean and the venting part of the conversation I totally get that because <laughs> as anyone who has anyone who has a different name in the UK would have been subjected to hundreds of different misspellings of their name and pronunciations or people like westernizing it and trying to create their own version, which most of the time is longer and more complicated than my actual name, which is only six letters. <laughs> and it's pronounced exactly how it's written. <laughs> but yeah, I totally get why you would start there because I think it's like a basic respect as well. Like getting someone's name shows that you respect them on a very basic level. And when people don't even make an effort, that can be very frustrating, especially in a multicultural society like the UK. So, Bulgarian, what would you like me to teach you? <laughs> You're like, okay, subject change. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, how would you introduce yourself? Like, how would you say my name is? Um, Asam Polina Chongulova or Imitumie Polina Chongulova. So, if it was me, I'd be like, Imitumie Juliana. Imitumie. And then Juliana. Yeah. So Ime to me Ime means to me. my name is. Oh, okay. Ime to me, Juliana. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're ready to go to Bulgaria. <laughs> Maybe start off with greetings, things like Zdrave, which means hello. Wait, say that again. Zdrave. <laughs> 
And actually, I think even a lot of Slavic languages use like similar greeting. So you would be able to use that in a lot of Eastern European countries, <laughs> not just Bulgaria. So Zdrave means hello um, or hi. And then taxi, which is probably the easiest one, is like, how are you? It's literally like taxi. Taxi. And how would you respond? Uh, so if you want to say like good or okay, you would just say dobre. The okay. means I'm good. Okay, I like that one. What was it? Kaxi. 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 Dubre. Yeah, that's it. What's on? <laughs> <laughs> We're buying your ticket straight after this. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I would say about Bulgarians is like they really pride themselves on name days. I don't know if you've heard of that ever. Have you heard of name day? So name day is like your second birthday. <laughs> Uh, but it's based off Christianity. So Bulgaria is like predominantly Christian Orthodox country. So um, in the Orthodox calendar and in Christianity in general, there's obviously different saints. On that specific saint day, you have everyone who has that name celebrating a names day, which is literally like a second birthday. That's how it's being looked at. Um, and people do gather and they have cake. They don't blow candles and stuff like that. But they, it was literally pretty much celebrated the way you would celebrate a birthday with like family and friends and big celebration and a lot of people. So here's another thing that my parents on purpose didn't do when they were naming me and my sister was they on purpose didn't want us to have, they wanted us to have new names. So we don't have name days because the people who have name days, they usually have traditional names that are also names of saints. And if you have more modern name, you likely don't have a name day, but, it's been it's really funny because my parents both of them have a names day my mom is named after saint nicholas and my dad is named after saint vasilius so like both of them have name days and with them growing up with so many celebrations they were literally fed up so by the time me and my sister were born they were like we're giving you names that don't have a name day because (laughs) having two birthdays a year is too expensive And well, I remember when I first came to university and I had some Bulgarian friends that I met here and they were like, you have a name day. And I was like, no, I don't. I've never celebrated it. And my mom was like, no, refuse to celebrate. Say no. (laughs) She was so adamant to that. Don't give into it. It's not worth it. You would literally for life have to like have two celebrations. And I'm like, I don't want it anyway. But she was so adamant of we literally picked your name so carefully to not have a name day. Um, so it was funny to see how, yeah, like society had evolved 10, 20 years later to the point where now everyone has a name day. Um, I supposedly had a name day two weeks ago, which I obviously didn't think of because I'm not celebrating name day. Uh, and my, my sister likes to like joke with me now every now and then. She'll be like, oh, happy name day. And I'll be like, what? What day is it? <laughs> this is how impressed I am by my name day. Yeah. So if you don't know what name day, move to Bulgaria. You can definitely find one for yourself. And it's like a second birthday. So for anyone who loves birthdays, <laughs> like this is it. You get to celebrate twice a year and get presents both times. <laughs> I think the names day 
culture. I think it exists more in like Eastern Europe, or at least I know of my some of my Eastern European friends that they also have it. But I don't know if they all have it to the extent that Southeastern Europeans, like Bulgarians, Macedonians, Serbians, they are really extra when it comes to namesdays. They'll take them really seriously. <laughs> and I don't know if everyone is that serious about them, but I think it exists in like a few other countries where they do like have some kind of a celebration around the name or the saints that you're named after. Yeah, no, I've heard of people being named after like saints, but I've never heard of the celebration aspect of it, like the, yeah, the intense celebration, almost like a second birthday. I, I say Bulgarian culture is very much like a crossover of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean culture. And I blame it on the fact that they just love celebrating. They just love celebrating life. <laughs> and they have way too many bank holidays. <laughs> and I would just put it down to that, which is why they probably have such big <laughs> celebrations in name days too. It's a unique culture and it's very different from British or UK culture as a whole. So yeah, when we first discussed me coming on the podcast, I was like, I know I said I want to come on the podcast, but now that I think about it, do I have enough to say about my name? Is my and I was listening to some of your other like podcast guests and I was like is my story that interesting? I don't think I have enough to say, but here I am 40 minutes later still talking. <laughs> no, that's what people say, but I'm just like, it can be anything. It can be like the story behind your name. It can be the culture of naming in the country that you're from. It doesn't always have to be like an like a extreme story. Yeah. 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 So it's like a learning opportunity as well, because I think you're the first Bulgarian on the podcast so yeah oh thank you thank you always a pioneer <laughs> no i'm joking there's not that many of us <laughs> my last question is what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general i would just say whether you have a one-of-a-kind name or whether you don't, like you are, like you have to believe that you are the only person with that name and be proud of it and own it. Even if you are George Smith and there's 300 other George Smiths in the UK, you are the only George Smith born in that place, in that family, in that circumstance, in that culture, had that specific upbringing. And all of those things make us unique. And I think we need to spend more time on embracing those things that make us different and make us unique so we can be mo our most authentic self and live purposefully and truly to ourselves. And that's the one thing that a name can give you, whether it's unique or not. I think you have to look at it as you are the only you and no one else can take that away from you and no one else can be you. No one else can imitate you. And when you put all these factors together, your name being your most prominent one or the one that the world sees the most, I think, yeah, just be proud of it. Wow. Thank you so much. That was so well said. 
So yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I want to know, I saw a post on your Instagram where at the start of the year you had claimed specific people that you had called out that you wanted to get on the podcast. Yeah. How many of those did you get or how are we getting them on the podcast? Ooh, that's actually such a great question. There were some, yeah, well-known people. I can think of a few Nigerians. You did say it's Nigeria heavy. <laughs> but no shame in that. No, I got, actually, yeah, I think the first one. So it's a continent pod, but I think they were okay. the only ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a start. It's the first one in the list. Now we just need to make it through the rest. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do hope down the line I'll get to interview some of these people. Yes, I think that should be the mission of the podcast. And if you guys are listening on Juliana and the no shame in my name, the story that I'm talking, the post that I'm talking about is on the podcast Instagram. And if you know anyone, please help her because I think that it's such a beautiful podcast and such a great idea. And I would love to hear some of those people. I know, for example, Munya Chihuahua, that he talks about <laughs> his name and how many times people get his name wrong on his Instagram all the time. And it always amuses me because I can relate. And I'm sure so many people on here can relate. And I've already heard some of those people talk about their names, but I would love to hear them on your podcast and you interviewing them. So help a girl out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you have, do you have any... Um, do you have any socials that you want to let the listeners know about anything you're working on that they should know about um yeah so i mean feel free to follow my podcast tap into extraordinary obviously very different content but i still promise that you'll be inspired if you feel like you need some extra motivation or inspiration listening to other people's stories and journeys to their version of extraordinary that's your place tap into extraordinary on all social media platforms uh, and then my personal social media is Polina, P-O-L-I-N-A dot V-C-H, which is Vasily Rachangulova, basically, abbreviated. So same thing, you can find me on any social media platform. So feel free to connect. Sweet. And that's the end of that one. Thank you, Polina. It's been a pleasure to have you. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time. Bye. forget to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods